We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. What are your values? What's most important to you? And how do you draw that line in the sand? Uh, you know, there's that saying, can I swear on here? Sure. Okay, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yeah. Like, right? Okay, so I want you, I want, yeah, so hell's not a swear word. Okay, well, you know, my little kids, t- <laughs> my girls tell me it is, so. <laughs> so, when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. That, yes. And so when you are doing your reflection before you say yes, yeah, what right? are you saying no what to? What are you saying no to? And I, and when you say no, you have to know, K-N-O-W, no. Right. Of when to say no, <laughs> N-O. Welcome, everybody, to this conversation. I'm super excited to have Molly Walsh Christensen with me. She's got vast knowledge, and you'll see in just a few moments, she's got all kinds of energy. So I want to get right <laughs> into the conversation. Tell us, what is your current role? My current role is that I am the executive director of the Great Life Cares Foundation, and I'm also the founder and the CEO of Empowered Coaching. So you have a concept that we were talking off camera that I want to just dive right into. Okay. And that's the power of belief. Yes. Yes. So the power of belief, uh, I truly think that all leaders need to have this power of belief, and it's really three simple mindsets that they get to take ownership of. And the first one is, I am valuable. The first one is, I am valuable, I'm worthy, I provide value. And the second one is that people want what I have to offer. And so those two are really important to have because no matter what kind of leader you are, what your title is, what your role is, whether you're a parent, a school teacher, an administrator, a CEO executive, or a a worker bee, or whatnot, to believe that you provide value and that people want what you have to offer, you're going to show up differently, right? And like you're going to be willing to give from yourself, but you got to be full of yourself, like full of yourself. (laughs) Right. But like, I believe that I'm I'm valuable and that people want what I have to offer. And the third belief in the power of belief is, or the third mindset, excuse me, is that people are waiting for me. People are waiting for me. So not only am I valuable and worthy and that I provide value, but, and people want what I have to offer, but they're actually waiting for me. They're waiting for me to show up and be the parent. They're waiting for me to show up and be the administrator or the boss or the executive, right? People are waiting for me. And and when we know that people are waiting for us, we show up differently. It's kind of like, have you ever been late to a party? Yeah, it sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> it sucks to be yeah, late to a yeah. party. Yeah. But when we believe that people are waiting for us, we hurry, we scurry to get there. Like, we don't want to be late to the party. Yeah. And so we show up with enthusiasm. We show up with passion and, mm-hmm. and excitement. And we and we do the thing. Well, I want to pull them apart for a minute. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think the power of belief is huge. Mm-hmm. And we, I think the way you pull those three mindsets apart are fantastic. So let's take each one. Okay. So I have value. Yes. But don't you think in today's day and age, everything around us, especially like stuff I didn't have to deal with growing up, like uh-huh. social media, of like trying to compare myself, which I think comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, absolutely. That God made me perfectly just how I am with all Mm -hmm. the skills, talents, and abilities Mm -hmm. to provide value. Mm -hmm. How do you get somebody to believe that? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I'm I'm still working on it. So this is not this is a work in progress answer. Okay. So I was at a retreat actually this weekend. It was fantastic. Thank you, St. Mary's. And it was really 
about acceptance. Like, am I showing up to be accepted? Like, I'm gonna do these things, I'm gonna insert myself so people will accept me and that's how I'm gonna find my value? Or am I coming from the place that I believe that I am good and I am worthy? And as you said, God made me with these special talents. He made me this way and I'm unique and I'm. this is how I'm supposed to show up in the world. This is my gift to the world, like, right? And I do believe, so I'm a twin. Did you know that? I'm, I am. I, I have. Not know that. Yes! There, I'm so great. God gave, to, gave the world two of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that, right? Like, that's me being overly confident and finding value in myself. But I did, honestly, I have a twin sister and she's wonderful. Her name is Katie. And I will tell you, yes, comparison is totally the thief of joy. And I lived that my entire life as a twin. I grew up always being compared up to my sister, like who's prettier, who's more popular with the boys, who's the better soccer player, who's the better gymnast. So, right, I had to find through growing up and through those struggles of being compared to my twin sister. And even when I went and worked for the family business, so I used to work, I spent 18 years working for the family business. My family, uh, we used to own the Burger Kings in the Dakotas in Minnesota, Wisconsin, up until 2016. And even then, when I was working for the family business, I kept doing this compare and despair game because I was Tom Walsh's daughter. And my big brother, my big six, seven brother to my five foot me, he, my brother's really good at his job. And obviously my dad, well known in the community. And so even when I was had the Walsh name, I did that comparing of like, I need to live up to the Walsh name. I need to leave a legacy like my dad. I need to take care of people the way my dad does. I need to be successful like my brother. So right, I did. I have grown up in this kind so of. So how do you get over that? How do I get over it? Is I, think it we've, <laughs> I think we've all deal with that. We do. No doubt about it. So maybe we never get over it. Maybe it's an awareness to it. Yes. And then how do we regulate it? To get to that strong power belief in ourselves and know that we add value, what do you do right now mm -hmm. to help you keep that mindset? Great question and thank you for asking that. So what I've done to get over all that compare and despair thing is that I chose, I found these three mindsets. I am valuable, people want what I have to offer, and they're waiting for me. And I will tell you, entrepreneurship, stepping out and starting my own business helped me really wrestle with this. And so some of the things that I did is, number one, I started journaling every day. Mm. And I wrote, I have three journals that I would write in every single day. And one of them, this is a little embarrassing, is that one of them, every day, I just simply wrote, I am worthy. I am valuable. Every why, why, line. Why, 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 why do you say it like that though? I think that's, I think what she just said there is so powerful because that's an affirmation it is. we all should. Yes. So I appreciate your humility and vulnerability in saying it because I think that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And I will tell you, it was life-changing for me just to write it over and over and over again. I am worthy. I am valuable. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking for things of how I was creating value. Do you have a cookie jar at your house? Oh, if, if, no, because no. there was one made cookies that last long. <laughs> I don't have a cookie jar at my house either. Yeah. Not in the say, sense of like I have a cookies in there, but yeah. I do have this jar. And so anytime I get a compliment or something, I write it down and I put it in that jar. And so that on those days, because we all have those days where something didn't go right or we don't feel very 
valuable, we don't feel worthy, or we're not showing up in the world the way that we want to. So when I have those days, I go to this jar and I pull out one of those things and I'm reminded of something that I did or something that I said that made a difference to somebody else because then that reminds me, oh yes, that's right, I am valuable, I am valuable. What you just heard her say is a great practical step that mm -hmm. you can take to make sure, because we all get beat up. Mm -hmm. The world's beating us up. Social media's beating us up. We're constantly comparing. So I love that idea. Uh -huh. Cookie jar of compliments. Yes, cookie jar of compliments. Co cookie jar of I am valuable. <laughs> I am worthy. I'll give you something I do. Okay, what do you do? I, I like yours better. Uh -oh. <laughs> it's my rainy day file. Your rainy day file. And so every time I get a handwritten note. Yes. And so if you still look to this day, Harvard Business states that the handwritten note is the most powerful marketing tool still to this day mm -hmm. because somebody had to think about you or me for two minutes. Yes. And had to write on it. So I save all those. Yes. And so every time I'm sucking on my thumb, feeling mm -hmm. I'm not worthy mm -hmm. or I'm having a bad, I read those. Mm -hmm. And I, I've saved them. I've got piles of them. Of somebody that just said, thank you. Uh -huh. Or that they said, hey, Thanks for leaning into me. So I think rainy day file, cookie jar compliments, both yes. great practical. So let's take yes. number two, the okay. second mindset. The second mindset that peop, uh, people want what I have to offer. Okay. Talk about that. Well, if we're gonna, if it's okay, yeah. like we are created for a reason. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, there's nobody else like us. We have a purpose. And if we don't speak that word, that word never gets spoken. Mm -hmm. If we don't do that thing, that thing never gets done. And so really to first even identify, well, what is that thing? Like what is, what is the thing that makes me feel alive? Or what is the thing that when people notice it about me, like I feel really good about myself. What do, what are the natural talents or the natural things that I do really, really well? If I can use those things, I can usually find out what is my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to be doing here? I was a great cheerleading coach. I coached at Dakota Spirit for, I don't know, 23 years or something. And I was a great cheerleading coach. And what I've realized now is that, yes, I really do think that I've been called to be a coach, but even more than just a coach, I'm an encourager. Mm -hmm. I made that cheer team at O'Gorman and like in the early 90s and I will tell you I have been cheering ever since I am cheering for people I if you want to do something I will be cheering for you I will be backing you up and encouraging you and so I've discovered that's my purpose and so I think if you can find out what what is your purpose and again it is what are the things that bring you make you feel alive what brings you joy what are your natural talents that you're really good at and really even spending time and asking God, like, Lord, what is what is your plan for me? What am I supposed to be doing here? What's the word I'm supposed to be saying? What is the action I'm supposed to be taking? And then living into that, because again, if the word doesn't get said, it never gets said. You're supposed to say it. Mm -hmm. If you don't do the deed, the deed never gets done. So. Yeah, so sometimes we, we have a tendency, well, what is my purpose? So we have mm -hmm. struggle with what my purpose is. And I like what you said there. Well, do what makes you feel alive. The minute you walked in the door today, I felt your energy. I felt your, I mean, you, so you just wrapped it up beautifully. You're a cheerleader. I am a cheerleader. A cheerleader that's speaking life into people, encouraging mm -hmm. people, which there's not a lot of people like that. Usually it's the, you know, you know the whole ask, do you light up the room when you walk into it or when you leave it? Right. You want to be the person that lights up the room when we walk into it. Mm -hmm. So you found that purpose mm -hmm. of being an encourager. And as you're talking to the listeners right now and say they want to find their purpose, 
How do you find it? You ask a lot of good questions. And really, I think, I think it's in the silence mm -hmm. when I'm doing the journaling or whatever, wherever you can si find silence and just be open. You know, some people find it in a church. Some people find it in the silence of nature, going for a walk or whatever, but just be open and listening for that small voice. And as I said, even just asking that question, what brings you life? What makes you feel alive? Mm -hmm. What are your natural talents? What are you being recognized for by a majority of the people? I think even in those, re that reflection, you can find what it is that you're called to be and do. Yeah, so, so, so look at, I think this would be, so I'm listening to you, time, treasure, and talents. Mm -hmm. How can I use my time? Mm -hmm. What are my talents? Mm -hmm. Those talents are God's gift to me. Yes. My give back to him is what I do with them. Right. Right? Yes. And then what's my treasure, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of mm -hmm. times that can be your money. We can all give something. We can all give something. We can all give something. And so, okay, let's, let's dive into the third component. The third, the third component, com component of, of that people are waiting for me. And they're waiting for me to show up. And like I said, it doesn't matter what your role is or what your title, your job, responsibilities. People are waiting for you. You know, if you are a leader of a team, your team can't do their job until you show up and inspire them. Give them the vision. Give them the direction. Um, give them the strategy, please. Even though we get our head in it, we need our heart and our feet yeah. into it, right? Like, right, we need all three. Yeah. <laughs> So, and even me as a mom, my family needs me to show up. Now, some days it's a little, I show up a little differently, right? Like, we're not always 100, 100. Yeah. And my 100% one day might look a little different than on other days. Yeah. But when we believe that people are waiting for us, we show up like we're late to the party. Mm -hmm. We hurry up, we get out of there. When I believe that people are waiting for me, I get out of bed a lot quicker and I'm a little bit more excited and I get ready a little quicker and yeah. you know, it, life is a little more fun when I believe that, hey, I'm valuable. People want what I have to offer and they're waiting for me. Just like driving over here. Yeah. Okay, thank goodness I didn't get pulled over, but I was excited, yeah. right? That's how we show up when we're like, people are waiting for me, Nathan's waiting for me, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so let me tell you this because I think you'll resonate <laughs> with this. Okay. Kids, mm -hmm. we laugh 450 to 500 yeah. times a day. Mm-hmm. As adults? Not so much. 15. Oh my gosh, is it only 15 now? 15 times a day. So showing up with more enthusiasm, enjoying uh, life, yeah. laughing at ourselves more. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes! So, and you have that. You have great enthusiasm. I love Thank it. Thank you. I love it. It's very contagious. So let me ask you a question. How many kids do you have? I have two. two. Both girls. Okay, so you have a different challenge than I have. Mm -hmm. What's your challenge? Well, I got a lot of them. We don't have time, <laughs> we don't have time for, for all those a day. But you're a business owner. Yes. Okay, you got two different roles as a business owner. I do. Your wife. Yes. And your mama. Yes. Okay, you got to wear more hats than I got to wear. <sighs> Please, thank you. So, so as you're talking to, to women here. Okay. I mean, there's no such thing as balance. I mean, let's be real. I mean, trying to find balance, good luck. Sometimes our family needs us more. Yes. Sometimes our business needs us more. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a teeter-totter, is it right? not? Right, it is. So, so what encouragement can you give, encouragement, notice how I use that word, mm -hmm. to the women there right now that oh are my goodness. listening to this? That's so, it, that's, it's funny that you bring this up because I was actually thinking about this on the way here. I'm like, who's a good leader who, that I would talk to? talk to that mm -hmm. that is all those all those things and, and does it well sadly I didn't come up with anyone mm -hmm. but uh, you know in that role even I, 
it, I think it's important to know what are your values, knowing what it is that if you were to draw a line in the sand, where is that line and when are you approaching it? Actually, just uh, before I came over here, I was at the office and I office just outside of my dad's office so we, I'm easily available to him and he asked me he, he said he said hey Molly you want to be the president of the uh, teammates of Sioux Falls board and I looked at him like are you kidding me and of course I was like no <laughs> I've got enough stuff going on right but I could speak from that because I know who I am I know how full my plate is and I know my value and I know that if I say yes to that I'm saying no to my family I'm probably saying no to t time for me and whatnot and so I was actually able to say no like I said are you kidding me no yeah but you know honestly like if you this happened if this conversation happened seven to ten years ago good daughter Molly probably would have said yes and I would have regretted it a hundred times over. So I think that there's like knowing, you know, what are your values? What's most important to you? And how do you draw that line in the sand? Uh, you know, there's that saying, can I swear on here? Sure. Okay. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yeah. Like, right? Okay. So I want to, I want to, yeah. So hell's not a swear word. Okay. Well, you know, my little kids, <laughs> my girls tell me it is. So, so uh, when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. That, yes. And so when you are doing your reflection before you say yes. Yeah, what right? are you saying no what to? What are you saying no to? And, I, and when you say no, you have to know, K-N-O-W no. Right. Of when to say no, <laughs> N-O. True? Yes, true. Which is why the word no is in the word no. Okay, 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to We should be friends more often. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I'm going to take a left, left turn here, Anya, and this is what we're going to finish. Okay. Okay? Who believed in you? Who believed in me? Because you didn't come up with all these no. ideas on your own. There's people mm. that had to instill this power of belief. I'm going to curse too here. So okay, I love it. the door, okay? Because <laughs> we're all full of BS. Oh, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. okay, but now listen to my, my curse word, BS, because... All you listeners just think what BS in its traditional form stands for. We're all full of our own belief system. Mm -hmm. who, who believed in you? Oh, hands down, my dad. Hands down, my dad. Yeah. And I would even say my, actually, my whole family did, right? They didn't have a choice. They had to love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And you know what? I, even though my dad did, because he obligatory, but I, he also chose to, by the way. He yeah. chose to believe in me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now that I'm, like, really thinking on this, it was Robin Fritch. She's the owner of Dakota Spirit All-Stars. And I met her while I was at O'Gorman High School, kind of going through a little struggle, whatever. But mm -hmm. And she kept reaching out to me when I was in college. And she kept saying she wanted, wanted me to try out. She wanted me to be on her team. She had the National Cheerleading Association or at that time. And she just kept showing up in my life. Mm -hmm. And she I have not coached at Dakota Spirit for at least 10 years. And she keeps showing up for me in different ways. She's checking in with me. She wants coffee or whatever. And it's different, right? Like, we, our parents tell us they're proud of us. Well, hopefully your parents tell you that. But my dad, I have a file of my dad's letters. And actually, I read some of the letters that he wrote to me in college. But it's different Went from a dad saying, Molly, I'm so proud of you, and having somebody else say, Molly, I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. So I, if the person that believed in me and helped me along was, was definitely Robin Fritsch. Even as I watched you and your, your physiology changed, uh -huh. as you were just talking about Robin uh -huh. and your dad. Yes. And 
what I think that I'm hearing in this conversation uh-huh. is that I need to be more observant to be uh-huh. the Robins. Mm-hmm. And even when you said what you still have the letters that your dad wrote you. Guys, yeah. I, I have some of those very letters as well mm-hmm. from people in my own life. We need to do more of that. Oh, I agree. We yes. need to take the time to, to tell people we're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Robin wasn't trying to get something from you. No. She's just checking on you, investing in you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to be a good, we're not human doings, we're human, human beings. beings. Mm-hmm. And how do we become a better human being? So in mm-hmm. this conversation, here's my hope. I hope that you think about this power of belief. Mm-hmm. And the three mindsets that Molly so eloquently broke down for us, go and pull those apart in your own life. And then I want to just leave you with this. Please go lean into somebody like the Robins leaned into Molly, <laughs> the letters written by your dad. How, do we, how can we be more observant to help those people around us? Anything else that you want to leave with the listener? No, those are, that was great. Awesome. Uh, thank again, you so much for doing this. Thank you for Appreciate having it. us. So it was so great. That was so great. Thank you. You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com. 